I want to tell you right now, I have not practiced this. I planned on it, and I'm going to do it, and it's going to be bad. You're going to have criticisms, and they're warranted, but I want you to know I have not practiced this. Okay. And it might kill me. It might kill my throat. Good. Welcome to Bruise Day Tuesday podcast episode 433. I'm Sam Ginsburg, and here is the open up your bubble gump. Let me see your bumper. The booty's so smooth. Can't believe it's not butter. I go in from under. She wetter than a surfer. I ate the pussy faster. I'm about to start burping. I burp, burp, and relick the bottom of the surface. I load in my clip, and I told her, don't get nervous. I'm a bang, bang, chitty, bang, bang, bang killer. Nipple tit, clit, liquor, ball like a dribble. Put your pickle nibble on my dickle. Why you tripping? I'm a crazy individual. Never do a minimum. Drive beds, Bentley too. Damn bitch, talk much. I don't want interviews. I'm talking. I'm trying to get into you. Into you. Then making you my enemy. Not playing. Get the bitch mad. Me don't like flat screen. Ass need a like 3D. A podcasting Tyler. Driveland. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if you burp into somebody's <laughs> pussy, they're gonna get mad at you. So. Oh my god. That I don't was the know last that... verse of the song "Bubble Butt." Sure. <laughs> sure. Thank you. I did, I did need the citation. Thank you. Mm. Well, hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. We're not gonna be talking about that's like the most exciting this is gonna get. I think was that introduction. Also, extremely good time for um, Sam's baby to appear as a guest on the podcast. Yeah, Stacks came downstairs holding the baby, shaking her head at me because I think she that, heard her. She heard. It's all right. About it. That makes I don't a lot think of sense. She knows words yet. But we're going to be talking about um, some sales and some preferences and some drinking ages. And Mary's here, as I guess you could tell. You could probably tell during the introduction when she was laughing at Sam's sick flow. But uh, I was hey, trying Mary. so hard to not. I was holding it in. And people who don't see the Skype will know that I was trying to hide my face so Sam wouldn't see me because I didn't want him to mess up his flow. But wow. I specifically, I have the, the two monitor set up and I was like, laser focused on the left because i knew if i looked at the right where my skype is that i i wouldn't i wouldn't recover it so i had to pretend you guys weren't there for a minute i was really good not laughing i don't know what exact phrase sent me over but i was like it was just going on so long and i couldn't was it put you you in a pickle nibble on my dickle why you tripping a crazy individual (laughs) dickle doesn't rhyme with individual also dickle is not a word i was like also it's not a word <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, I'm here. So glad that I'm here for this episode, whatever <laughs> this is now. The nipple yeah. sit clit liquor of podcasting. Maybe That's fine. Oh my gosh, That's you're holding a baby right now. <laughs> you don't speak English, right? That's yes. true. No, right? But... Just Hebrew in the house. Right? <laughs> I wish. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> All That'd be six so funny. Hebrew words I know. That'd be so funny. Uh, but Mary, what are you drinking? Are you drinking a funny beer or a normal oh ass gosh. beer? I need to open it. I think All right. it's a normal ass beer. Um, so because from Left Hand. So from Left Hand Brewing Company, I have it's just called their peanut butter milk stout, which seems straightforward and good and delicious. And I actually haven't had this before, which I thought was a surprise. It's six point two percent ABV. And yeah, I need to pour it into my glass. One moment. Very brown. Since it is a milk stout, I do enjoy. I don't know how you guys feel about Left Hand. I feel like people either love them or they hate them. I really do enjoy their milk stouts. I find their nitro milk stout to be a little overrated, but I think I just don't like nitro beers. This yeah. is not a nitro. This is just normal, but then with peanut butter. So I'm I gonna try it now. You're in good company if you're gonna be um, criticizing nitros. Yeah, now that this is delicious. Just left the room. No, there's no one here to disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Nitros are weird and bad. And I don't think they're good. Um, this is pretty good, though. It tastes like peanut butter and a milk stout. There's like, it's not one of those beers like, oh, it's like granola muffin blueberry <laughs> beer, where it's like taste of oat and also cinnamon and also more oats and bread and blueberry. Like, you know, it's, it's just peanut butter and a milk stout. 
Man. It does have peanut butter cups on the label, which I think implies maybe there's chocolate in here too, but I don't know. I really just want to drink the thing you just alluded to. That sounded <laughs> good. That was a good idea for a beer. I feel like I have to drink a lot of beers that are just like baked good beer. Yeah. I have one of those. Pretty good. I almost drank one of those tonight, actually, but then I decided to have a way more boring beer. Uh, I have from, who do I have? 2SP Brewing Company, I guess. It's back and forth, a pale ale, 5% ABV. It is um, a, I mean, a little bit opaque, kind of a light yellow, a very light yellow, almost like um like a pineapple juice color, almost. It does look like a pineapple juice. Yeah, it's got a pretty light head to similar size bubbles. It smells a little tropically. It smells a little, uh, let me get my nose back in there. Maybe guava-y, a little guava-y. I couldn't tell you what guava smells like. I'd be like, this smells tropical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not a, there's not a whole like, mm -hmm. Okay, well, there's not a ton going on here. It's a little bit um, kind of like fruity sweet at the front, just a little bit. And then um, it's uh, it's got like a – the mouthfeel is interesting at the end. I think that's the most interesting thing about this so far. It's like licking a lemon rind, you know? Like it kind of has that texture and citricness. It just – it feels like rough on my tongue, like rough but smooth. It's like, like a, the fruit – like was there but it's not like really there yeah i don't know but i get that at the end but it's not like a whole lot of flavor it's more like sensation almost so Hi. yeah i mean it's it's kind of i mean it's a pale ale it's kind of boring what are you gonna do sam what do you have yeah so i have a goza <gasps> um which is a style i don't usually enjoy and i kind of decided this is going to be a little bit of a thought experiment for me um, cause this, this is the beer that like, if I'm going to like a Goza, this is going to be the one I like. So I'm going to go in, I'm going to like try and have positive feelings about this. Like a lot of like mind over matter, like, you know, whether you're happy or sad, it's not really about what's happening to you. It's about your frame of frame of reference type of hippie dippy bullshit. So I'm going to try <laughs> and I'm going to try to like this actively. Usually I come in, I try to, to be, uh, have no preconceived notions i'm actively going to try to enjoy this i'm stacking the deck in favor of gozas so that if i don't like this i'm just going to retire them as a style for myself <laughs> okay that's fine uh this is central waters tequila barrel aged key lime brewers reserve goza hmm. and i really i like tequila i like key lime so like I made a face because I don't really like tequila. So to me, I'm like, oh, you're setting yourself up for goza failure. But maybe if you like tequila, you will like that. I mean, I, I think part of it is like salt, lime, tequila. Like those, that's a tried and true combination. So it's like true. that makes a lot of sense. Uh, tequila, I would say, is my number two liquor after whiskey. It smells uh, refreshingly salty, we'll say. <laughs> you really are trying to like this. I've had a couple key lime beers. I think it's hard to do right. I'll just say that. This takes me to the beach. <laughs> oh, that's very In a wholesome. good way. Um, I have mixed feelings about the beach, but I've I've <laughs> had positive experiences at the beach. Okay. So, what do you get the individual flavors that it mentions on the bottle? Uh, so it's tough to tell where, like, salty lime ends and tequila begins. You uh -huh. know? But um, lime I is there? Get, lime is definitely there. I don't I don't know if I would pick out key lime. Because, like, key lime has a sweetness to it that lime doesn't. Right. Um, but I definitely get lime, and I definitely get salt, and I definitely get sour. Um, and it might just be a matter of, like, framing it right. Like, it's making me think about a tequila drink. And I'm, like, in my mind's eye, I'm drinking a, a margarita. Like, not one of those frozen margaritas that's 85% sugar. Like, an actual margarita that's just, like, 
tequila and a citrus juice. Right. Uh, it, oh shit, barley. <laughs> Are you eating drywall? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> dog. Um. <laughs> but uh, it's it's bringing to mind margaritas, and margarita is a mixed drink that I. Yeah. I do enjoy a margarita. When I said I don't like tequila very much, it's just like I don't enjoy just like straight tequila as like a beverage. But I do enjoy a margarita if I'm like out for taco time, for sure. Sam, you said you might retire gozas as a style. Have you retired any other styles for yourself? Oof. Uh, no, I haven't. But like, I also hadn't considered it. Like the thing is, styles like pilsner. I feel yeah. like. I never will like. Right. But also, I've never had a Pilsner that I was like, I can't even finish this. This is disgusting. Yeah. They're just the like same way. normal. Right. They're, they're just, they're practically Bud Light. So like, I'm not that offended by them. Uh, so it like, it's, it's styles like this that have such a huge range that are the type of things I might retire. I guess like, really sours and gozes and yeah. i'm sorry mary maybe saisons are the types of beers that would that are on the the chopping block for people. I guess I you. mary have you have you just said that you're not going to have any more of a particular style of beer so i don't enjoy ipas just in general i mean i have but i can't i can't say i've like retired it completely i will i will not really choose a drink or, or a beer when it's like oh like you know like Anything called like super hop delicious or like insanity hops or like whatever the things are called from um, Stone, where it's like ruination. I feel able to, like kick your ass. Like, I'm never gonna enjoy those things. But when right. it's something more chill, like I know we don't always love founders on this show, but if it's like you know there's their all day IPA where it's like yeah. really chill and really drinkable, I can get down on those. If it's like you know I'm at a party, I open the cooler, it's the only thing in the cooler. I'm not gonna not drink it. I'm yeah. like, okay. That's kind of what I'm, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah, but, like, the really crazy ones, I will just, it's like, I feel like it's like drinking acid. I'll take a sip of it, I'm like, mm, no, thank you. I'll put it back down. This is my experience at the Stone Brewery tasting room when I was there once. I was like, oh, boy, I don't like it, any of these. <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned acid specifically, because when I have uh, a sour that I really can't get down with, what comes mm. to mind for me is, like, I feel like it's, hurting my stomach lining with the acidity. I can see that. I mean, the sour is very reminiscent of, like, you know, like, obviously lemons are very sour, and they're also very acidic, so I can see that being, yeah. like, a thing that... I think those are the dots that are connecting somewhere in the back of my brain. Yeah. I probably wouldn't drink a Doppelbach, even if it was, like, the only thing around. I'd, I'd probably just be like, no, thank you. I don't want to drink your weird soy sauce beer. Mm-hmm. If, if at my wedding... Doppelbach was the only thing on tap. Would you have just had water? There's not a, a liquor choice. It's just water or Doppelbach. Let's say yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, we also have Shiraz. Oh, oh no. I only mention it because I know how much you hate Shiraz. Yeah. I don't know. I probably would have like had half of a Doppelbach, like tried to get through he it. He would like but I, get half of a cup of Doppelbach and like dilute it with some water. I just boof it. Is give what that I a drew. try. I don't know what that means. Stick it up my butt. So, oh, okay. Um, Send it in for butt chug. Uh, it uh, you actually reminded me of like one of my first drinking experiences. I was drinking. It was probably Bud Light or something. Uh, yeah. But like I didn't drink yet and didn't know what was going on and like couldn't handle how intense Bud Light was when I was <laughs> 16 or whatever. Yeah. And I was uh, mixing it 50-50 with Mountain Dew just to, just to, just to give it a little something. sweetness, make it more palatable. And I got made fun of. And at the time I did not understand why. You understand now why? Uh, I don't know. Bud Light sucks. So. To be fair, Mountain Dew is delicious. Yeah, dude. It's my favorite soda. I like can't drink it though, because if I drink a bit of Mountain Dew, I want so much Mountain Dew, so I have to like avoid I, it at all costs. I only drink it when I'm driving two plus hours. 
was gonna, I get, so one time I do, like, you stop at those, like, if you drive through, like, Chicago, you stop at those oases, like, oasis stops or whatever, and I always go a little Taco Bell and get a little Mountain Dew. It's my little road treat. <laughs> I, I do Mountain Dew and combos. That's my road treat. Mm, I love combos. I only learned about combos a couple of years ago. I don't think combos are available easily on the West Coast when I was a youth. And then I was at an airport once with Senior Tesla. And he's like, oh, do you want a snack? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, how about combos? And I was like, what are combos? Combos He was like, oh, boy. And so then I ate them. And I was like, these are the best snack (laughs) ever had. Pretty good. That's bizarre that I didn't realize it was a limited availability. Because they're all over the Midwest and they're all over the East Coast. So I yeah, they I were think I just didn't know. Maybe they're available now, but I don't remember seeing combos as a youth. Do they taste great in a car? Do they taste great outside of a car? I don't know. I've only ever eaten them inside of a car. They it's do. It's another one of those things now. It's kind of reached the Mountain Dew level where I can't have them in the house because I'll eat them a lot. Yeah. So Because I was eating a lot of them during the quar. Sure. They made me feel happy, and now I don't know. I should not eat them so much. Well, speaking of bad things that may make somebody feel happy, let's go to our first article from fatherly.com. This map of the most popular cheap beers in America <laughs> is a nightmare. So, actually, this article is a nightmare, and so <laughs> is this graph. All of this fucking sucks, actually. But I just, I kind of want to talk about um, Wisconsin. Well, that part of it, this map here. So it's uh, a map put out by Top Data, and they're not – it's supposedly of, like, the top cheap beers, but they don't classify, like, what makes something a cheap beer or, like, a also, cheap brewery. what does brewery. top mean? I'm sorry? Like, what is top? That, is it, like, most I have sold? to assume by sales, but – Right, right. So, like, it doesn't really get into any of that, but, like, so in Delaware, Dogfish Head is number one. Like, Dogfish Head, even the cheapest Dogfish Head beer is, like, a lot more expensive than, like, a Bud Light, you know? That's what I was going to so, say. I don't want to bury the lead here. So, like, Wisconsin looks like, what is that, Spotted Cow by New Glarus? New Glarus. Yeah. Sam has well, talked it's about. specifically New Glarus. Like, so that's actually, before we even get into it, an issue yeah. I have is these should be a beer, not a brewery. Right. I thought it was Spotted Cow because it has the cow It does on say it. Spotted Cow on there. Well, but, I mean, New Glarus's logo has a cow on it. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, well, it does say Spotted Cow, but I think in the, the same way, there's just... Goose Island is on here. Goose Island is a brewery, not a beer. Sure, okay. Yeah. Dozakis is on here. It's a brewery, not a beer. Yeah. Same with Dogfish okay. Head, in fact. Okay. Okay. But so so, but then it makes me wonder. Very many of these are Budweiser, and a handful are Bud Light. Why do Why do those? Why are those distinct from each other? Uh, what is you know, like Washington, they're just like washing their figures up there. Yeah, that's a good point, Samuel. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot that's unexplained. Yeah, you know, what's the cutoff for cheap beer? What what metric are they using for top? How do they choose which like how to divide up breweries? Are these questions that would be answered if we actually read the article? It's not answered in the fatherly article. I will tell you that. Um. I did, there is a link to top, uh, topagency.com, which I guess is like a something of a summation of their report. Now, I didn't read that because I don't want to. Um, it might say it in there, but it, it's not very easily found. Oh, they do have a list, top five beers in every state. But, again, it's – some of them are breweries and some of them are – like yes. actual beers. So at the end of the article from Fatherly, they actually have a little blurb about this where they say, unfortunately, it's not clear how top data compiled their information or what questions they asked or how many people were surveyed. Taking a quick look, quick look at the site, it seems like the, the agency was commissioned by Budweiser <laughs> to come up with a data study that would first generate insights about how the brand is perceived and then would use those insights to generate earned media that would keep the brand top of mind in between activations, whatever that means. So it seems like it's just a Budweiser paid thing to be like, hey, get make some map that shows how popular Budweiser is. Yeah. Like seems in like Maine, garbage. In Maine, number two is Allagash White, which is like a type of beer from Allagash. Yeah. But then they have that right next to, you know, Heineken, which is just a brewery. Well, Heineken specifically, I feel like 
there is a brewery and a beer that is Heineken. That's true. Also, like, I like, still don't know if New Glarus is a cheap beer, which I guess that's kind of what we're talking about. It, well, again, we don't know what cheap means. Yeah. Goose Does it, Island. Does it mean not crafts? Yeah, I mean, Goose Island, I mean, they're, like, crafty or whatever, but they still can charge a decent amount for their... Yeah. They're, like, in a totally different category than Bud, I would say. Yeah, their barrel stuff, you can pay $60 for a six-pack. Yeah. They're my favorite beer to drink at the O'Hare Airport. <laughs> we probably That's take a free one, too. You got a lot That's, of traveling treats, Mary. Yeah, I have. I have rituals. I like a ritual, and I have traveling ones. No, that's totally fair. I basically like in, New, like drink... in the New, like in what is it? The Newark Airport. I like I to get an Auntie Anne's pretzel because that place is a walking nightmare, and I want yeah. a carb blanket. Yeah, I basically only drink ginger ale on planes. The Magic Sky Juice. Yeah. I find this is a pro tip for the Reagan Airport. When you're there overnight because you planned poorly, um, go to baggage claim if you want to hang out in a place where the homeless won't get you. Tyler, no. you're making a face at me like I'm wrong. How many nights have you stayed in the Reagan Airport? In Reagan? I don't know. I've slept a lot of nights in a lot of different airports. And you don't go to baggage claim where there's nowhere to hide. You go into one of those waiting areas and you sleep behind, like, the back bench on the floor. Like, it's a little uh, fortress. Nobody can find you back there. The, well, the thing about baggage claim is there's uh, there are nooks where mm. you can get in a corner to make sure that no one can sneak up right. on you and steal your stuff. Well, we're basically getting to the same principle, which is you got to barricade yourself behind something when sleeping in an airport after hours. So when I one time I overnighted in an airport, it was Heathrow in London, and I have a weird thing where I do not like to sleep in public where people can see me. So I just stayed up all night, <laughs> and then I and I stayed up forever on the plane as well because I do not like to sleep again where people can see me sleeping. I don't like to sleep on planes, and so I was awake for like forty eight hours. Yikes! At least when I was you know flying. Oh, I'll from. conk out. I have no shame, <laughs> but I have to do it in a place where you know I feel defensible. Does, mm-hmm. does send your Tesla count towards, like, people you don't want to sleep in front of? Like, <laughs> if he, if, okay. I was He's just allowed. thinking, he could, he could really prank you by being like, I just love watching you sleep and just staring you down. I would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd no, be pretty so, funny. Sometimes when I'm, like, half awake in the morning, he does, like, put his face, like, right next to my face, and then I wake up, and then it scares me. That's so, a great know. prank. I'm stealing that. Tesla pranks. <laughs> Tesla pranks. Uh, what have you been up to, Mary, other than getting pranked by Senor Tesla? Getting mad pranked. Uh, what have I been up to? I feel like I was sitting here before the call being like, oh, I have to come up with content of what I've been doing. And now I'm like, my brain has gone blank completely. I've been going to see a lot of movies. I decided that that's the thing I want to do. Yeah, you're 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 breaking life. you're breaking out of the uh, your quarantine bubble. You're going back to the theater. Yeah. Yeah, well, I wanted to go see Dune in IMAX. I got really hey, into Dune this year. I thought it was oh, pretty good. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, Yeah, how I, like, read the book and also watched the 80s movie mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, so I went to go see the movie. And, like, I think I think having, like, I think, like, like binge so much Dune this year, I was kind of, like, just kind of watching it and being, like, I know it's going to happen. All the parts, like, you're hitting all the beats. Like, this thing's happening and this thing's happening. Perfect. And I just, like, was staring at it being, like, cool i like that i like these visuals and i like that they like did this thing that like was in the old movie and they did this other thing that wasn't in the old movie and stuff and so i don't know I if i like really like watched it as a movie i'm always just like i'm interested interested in how they're going to tell the story you know the guy who played dr yua in the 80s movie uh yes. just died oh yeah he other he also played brother cavill in Battlestar galactica oh i watched that yep yeah, so I thought it was good. The problem was I, I saw it in IMAX because I wanted to see it as big as possible per Denise Villeneuve's recommendation or whatever. How do you say his name? Yeah, and you then, know what? <laughs> I, I want to talk about that. Fuck that. Okay. I hate that shit. Like, all these uh, directors like, oh, man, you know, people can't watch movies on their laptop or their phone. Like, my vision is, like, too big. For- Fuck you. I can watch it wherever I goddamn please, asshole. And if I, I don't have... I feel, like, I feel like it was too big for IMAX. I saw an IMAX, yeah. and I forgot the IMAX both being the screen is really big, the sound is really big, 
And if you guys haven't seen Dune yet, it's a lot of like ominous whispering and stuff, followed by really loud like <laughs> like when something like happens or like um, they change scenes and the mood, the music singer is really big. I think they got Hans Zimmer for this one, so it's like a yeah. Hans Zimmer classic of just like really loud, really suddenly. And I was like, man, I feel old. Like I feel like I should have brought like earplugs to the IMAX. I was like, this is too yeah. loud. <laughs> I don't know. I, sorry if I don't want to spend, like, fucking $25 to go to the movies to yeah. see, like, your vision that way. I can watch this piece of shit wherever I fucking want yeah. to. I hate I, that. Oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah, so I feel like for Dune, like, if anyone's listening to this who hasn't seen Dune yet, like, if you have HBO Max, go ahead and watch it at home. <laughs> it's fine. If you want to go to normal theater, do that. I don't recommend seeing it in IMAX unless you're ready to have your shit exploded <laughs> while you're in the theater. That's all. That's cool. What also, if you I have... Also, oh, sorry, go for it. Oh, no, you, you. I was going to say, I also saw The Eternals in theater, and that was a much worse movie than Dune. I've I've heard it's bad, and I, like, I have this weird instinct to defend it, having not seen it. And also, as a kind of a Marvel guy, never read any Eternals books. Yeah. I, I feel like they were like, let's do something different than what the MCU usually does. And everyone hated it. And I kind of want to be like, they wanted to divert from the formula let them experiment but so also sounds... i haven't seen it so maybe it sucks so yeah, here's, my sounds... hot, here's my hot takes on eternals so there's stuff in it about it that i liked like i really like the actress Gemma chan and she's like the main character which i don't think was port like you know clearly communicated in the trailer so like it's that's very exciting i do think the main problem with it was that you know, the Eternals is, like, a group of ten characters, and so they have to spend a lot of the movie, like, introducing each one of these characters and, like, what their whole deal is and what their motivations are and, like, what their interesting character quirks are. And so that's the whole movie, basically. And at the oh. very end, there's, like, big battle. So it's, like, fine. It feels like it definitely feels like an intro into, like, a larger franchise. And there's, like, totally buck-wild stuff that I want to talk to you guys about that happens in the movie, but I don't want to tell you until you've seen it. If you I get know a some of them fork. There is, oh, my God, there is, like, a very brief sex scene, and everyone's like, oh, the first sex scene in a Marvel movie, and it was, like, just, I don't know. I'm not, like, a big fan of, like, very pornographic sex scenes in movies. I think they're kind of gratuitous. But this one was very much just, like, very chaste, like, neck up, like, nice. just very gentle scene nice. you know, like this isn't like was it worth all the press everybody's got the the blankets up to the armpits afterwards yeah it's just like whatever yeah um yeah i don't know that's my take on it also it was just weird i feel like a lot of the, they tried to make like like camille langiani's in it as one of the eternals and i think like they tried to make his stuff funny and it was like Everything was so intense and, like, heavy. And then, like, he'd come in there, like, burp, burp, I'm going to make a joke. And then it was just, like, it didn't, like, work. Like, the vibe just didn't work. And I don't know. Well, it I'll wait for great. it to land on Disney Plus and then watch it and shrug the same way I did with the Black Widow movie. Please tell me <laughs> when you watch it because I want to talk about one specific thing that happens in it, but I don't want to tell you about it. It's probably going to be, like, three months from now. That's why you need to remind me when you've watched it. So we can talk about well, it. Well, you're going to have to remind me to remind you that I've watched I'm going to make, I'm going to, hang on, I'm going to write a sticky note right now that says, to remind Sam to watch the Eternals. I, I actually, I had a thing in my phone for like a year and a half that was the first of every month. It said, reminder, text Cray, ask if he's seen Die Hard yet. <laughs> and I did, I did religiously. And he would just be like, nope. And then one, one time he was like, yep, I thought it was pretty good. And I haven't texted him since. And it's like, I feel like him seeing Die Hard is the worst thing that's ever happened for our friendship. <laughs> now you do not text him. I have no I reason to. Yeah. So now I'm going to tell you the state of my sticky note collection on my monitor. I have this one now that says, remind Sam to watch the Eternals. And then I have a second sticky note that says, give the boys potions and inspiration. That's oh, for nice. D&D. Because you guys hey, have no healing. And you also, I keep forgetting to give you guys inspiration. So stay tuned for that happening more the thing is i've i've been listening through tyler's season mm -hmm. and we and mostly i mean me and zach but a little bit you mary will say that's pretty good i get inspiration right and a decent amount of the time tyler will be like fine 
So I think it's partially, it, it's a two-way street. We need to remind you what a good job we're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys can also do a good job, though. Damn. Ooh, Damn. Got us. I will say, I'm not like, I feel like there'll be more room for shenanigans when we get out of this stupid first dungeon that we're stuck in. Could have been out of it by now, but someone is, like, busy and, like, can't do sessions. That's me. That's my That's fault. you. <laughs> That's my fault. No, it's my okay. Bad. I don't I don't mind having more time to, like, prep stuff, so no worries. Well, I need deflected uh, attention, so let's go to our next article. <laughs> From WYFF4.com, SC rep pushes to lower drinking age for beer wine. All right. I know. South Carolina going crazy. Um, South Carolina House Rep Todd Rutherford pre-filed a bill. I don't know what that means. uh, To lower the drinking age for beer and wine from 21 to 18. Liquor would still be at 21. Um. He says that uh, he thinks we should streamline adult-related rules. You know, you can you're you're basically legally an adult at 18, so why not go ahead and drink that sweet nectar of Satan? So I think if um, if we've decided that someone's brain is fully formed enough that they can. Uh, Enlist in, in yeah. the armed forces and go get themselves killed for no reason, uh, then, you know, probably their brains are fully formed enough that we can let them poison themselves. Yeah, you should be able uh, to drink away the horrors of war. I I have some concerns I want to bring up about the exclusion of, of liquor here, but Tyler has been patiently waiting with a hand raised, and I will call on you. Tyler, what are you? I don't true. know why we have to call on him when he's the host. I thought he would just like. Take uh, no, the no. The hand this is the thing, thing he's is... been doing since freshman year. Someone will start an anecdote and make them think of something, and, her, and he raises his hand, as though that's like him being respectful, even though it's hugely distracting. And as soon as he raises his hand, everyone's like, "Okay, wrap up your story. We want to hear what Tyler has to say." <laughs> So it's really him being like an extra asshole. <laughs> Damn it! And he I won't thought, admit it. I he thought nobody win. was. I didn't think anybody was on to me. We've been um, on to you for a decade, homie. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, I, so ostensibly, it's so I don't forget what I'm going to say. But yeah. Sam's Sam's right. Um, so it doesn't completely solve your your problem. But uh, those who are in the military who are under 21 can show a military ID and drink. That's oh that that exists now. Yes, that is a thing that happens today. Oh. Well, first of all, let me say, that's good. I like right? that. That's a good idea. Um, I guess you could also say stuff about, like, voting. Like, we trust your brain right. enough to select yeah. an elected official, but you can't decide to, again, poison yourself. I know that it's Oh, my God, you said voting. Sam, Sam, I thought you said boning. <laughs> and so they started talking about elected officials. I was like, wait a minute. I don't think he said that. Well, he's but also, also yes, right about that. Yes. do that. Well, th- well, actually, that muddies the waters further because different states have different uh, ages of consent, as we've discussed at length uh, a couple times um, from my yeah. high school days when I dated an older lady. Anywho, um, it seems like 18 totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I, so it, I, I don't know if this is like me becoming an old person or what, but like I find that like a lot of the stuff, my, the first place my brain goes is to like nitty gritty logistics. Of like, how will this inconvenience me? <laughs> like, I have to like you know starting a a college fund for my kid. Oh, but like I have to pay the taxes on the interest, and that's gonna be a pain in the dick. Like that type of stuff. Uh, so now I'm just imagining you know, as it stands now, you go to a concert, you're 19 years old. They like draw X's on your hands or whatever to say don't serve this person. What is going to be the indication of you can serve them beer, but you cannot serve them liquor? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then that spirals out into a hundred different things. You know, you carded me already when I ordered a beer, but now I'm ordering a uh, Manhattan. You have to card right. me again to be like, wait, hold on. How old again were you? It just, it seems super irritating. Yeah. And, and, and also you can order beers that are stronger than certain mixed drinks so why can't i have that mixed drink if i'm 
uh, in this weird no man's land age. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I do think everything should be at one age. I don't think it makes sense to have. And I mean, like, like everything. Once you hit like legal adulthood, you should just be able to do it all. You know, now, the one thing that bothers me is that science seems to say that, like, we keep on extending our like childhood, like our neoteny keeps growing. You know what I mean? So. I don't want to get into a situation where, like, well, it was 18, but, like, now we're taking longer to develop, so we got to move it up to 21 and 25 or whatever. But I mean, size, right now, they they say 25 is when your brain is done developing. Right. So that that would be an argument for upping the drinking age to 25. And but I don't want to do like, that. I feel like raising, like, the voting age to 25 would be crazy. Right. Before I was talking about lowering the voting age to, like, 16. Which I also Just think How we're going to get our first Twitch president. What? Which I also think is crazy. But also, like, I don't know. I think the argument that I've heard for that is, like, okay, the youth are the people that are going to, like, inherit our, like, horrible fireball planet. Maybe they should be able to vote for people that will, like, not let it become a fireball. I'll say I was way more politically informed at 15 than I was at 18 the first time I voted. But, like, then it gets to a point of, like, we're... We're getting dangerously close to uh, reintroducing literacy tests. Right. I'll I'll go out on a limb here and say (laughs) we're a great idea. (laughs) That's very brave of you, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, no, I do think it all should be at one age. Uh, I guess what age that is is confusing. But it's tricky because yeah, like different people like obviously it varies wildly with like right how chill are you at like certain ages? I don't know because like the old lady in me is like, ugh, I don't want to go to like out to like a bar with like my friends and want to sit at a table and like suddenly there's like a bunch of 18 year olds running around like getting smashed like gross but yeah, i also probably, feel, but I also probably feel that way about like 21 year olds so like it doesn't it doesn't really make that much of a difference they maybe there'll be, be getting, more of them they should be getting secretly drunk in the woods behind walmart yeah why aren't you hiding in like your friend's dorm room yeah why aren't you making making dangerous by... decisions the RA, John Steele, who was pretty nice to us, but also we gave him shit about it later, and I kind of still feel bad about it. I didn't give him any shit. Rainer gave him, like, the lightest shit, and he got real mad. I totally get why he would get real mad. Well, I didn't Can you imagine being an RA? Like, what a weird thing to do. Like, I'm a huge square, and you and I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to be, like, the town (laughs) narc. Like, are you kidding me? I'm a big enough loser as it is. I don't need to add yeah. this. Well, yeah, like, I don't need to have, like, I'm going to school. I don't need to also have my life be a job. Like, all these yeah. goobers at, like, 2 in the morning are like, I barfed a lot because I drank too much, and I'm 17. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I want to go to sleep. I you to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, but it's never going to happen because um, – the federal government will stop giving you highway funds if you change your drinking age, which is why none of the states have done it. Like he says, like, yeah, we're going to lose $38 million in highway funds if we do this. So it's just not going to happen. It's just not a $38 million idea. Right. If anyone was going to do this, honestly, it should be Wisconsin. Just from, like, how much of the economy is based on the purchase of booze. Like if 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 anyone is going to make up the thirty eight million dollars, <laughs> it will be this state. It should be Pennsylvania. The roads are already garbage. They can't possibly get worse. <laughs> Those motherfuckers <laughs> charge you for the privilege of driving on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, which is sixty five percent pothole. It's yeah. absurd. Yeah. Yep. Some some East Coast humor for. <laughs> I've been to Pennsylvania once. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Liberty Bell? Nope. Oh, okay. I saw I saw I, Independence Hall from the inside of an Uber on the way to the airport. And I was I like, was oh, close. there's a really big line to get in there. <laughs> Glad I didn't do that. I was driving at like 9 p.m. Uh, we, we, we flew out to Pennsylvania for a friend's wedding. Uh, and Three Sex was in the car and she was like confused by what was happening. And I was like, it's how people drive here. This is why I drive the way that I drive. And I was like, I like felt like I was in the Matrix seeing the ones and zeros. Like, <laughs> everything makes sense. Uh, and she was just like, uh, gripping the dash, like, I'm going to die. 
But it was great. And then we went to Wawa. It was a great evening. Yeah. Speaking of Wawa, what have you been up to there, Tyler? Wawa, what have you been up to? Wawa? Um, I've been thinking that Sheets is superior. Uh, oh, you fool. Uh, well... Um, what I actually, I, so you mentioned that I haven't been around to record, uh, our D and D podcast. So one week it was not my fault. I had to help out with work. Um, I was helping candy to the children over Halloween week, right? Kind of, kind of, sort of. Yes. Uh, I was involved in fantasy trail. I was not directly giving candy to the children because of, you know, my probation thing. Um, but, uh, no. So fantasy trail is, it's actually kind of a cool event that the park puts on. Um, so we like have all these, like, cutouts of, like, uh, you know, like, movie scenes, like Willy yeah. Wonka and Cinderella and that sort of thing, and volunteers, like, dress like the characters, and then, you know, kids come through, and the characters give them candy, and uh, we oh. carve, like, 300 pumpkins and put them out on the trail, so, like, you're walking down this, like, lit, like, jack-o'-lantern path. It's kind of cool, um, but I was doing that one weekend, so not my fault there, but then this past week, uh, Becca and I... Uh, Two months late for our 10-year anniversary. We took a little vacation. Oh, congrats on your anniversary. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was we didn't go very far afield, but we, like, rented a little place that had a hot tub, which was awesome, and uh, enjoyed that. So that's what I've been tub. up to. Wow. Lovely. How, Love a hot tub. How, how far in advance did you have to reserve a place that had a hot tub? Like a week. Wow, then why did you let us know day of that you weren't going to be able to do it? Um, I'm not actually mad about anything, so, like, please do not put any of Sam's weirdness on me. Sam's flipping a lot of birds right now, more than one I was bird. like, I was like, Sam's why is he asking currently. these questions? Oh, oh, I see. I see why. I see why. You activated my trap card. I did. <laughs> Pot uh, of greed. But, yeah, no, I think that's a, it's a, that's a magic card, not a trap card. In any I case. Think, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I, I know. Don't tell me. Our primary activity was hot tubbing, I would say. Like, we went on some walks and stuff like that, but, like... Walking to the hot tub. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Did you... I love that. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, When o'clock were most of your hot tubbing? Night times. Night times o'clock. Have you heard the song, uh, Hot Tubbing, parentheses, on the late night? (laughs) No. I'll have to send it to you. It's, um... Okay. Fine. But it's catchy. All right, and, that sounds uh, good. Three Sex and I uh, a couple times have been on cruises together, and we've made sure to hot tub on the late night at <laughs> least once each and sing the hot tubbing song right. while hot tub. Yeah, I like hot tubbing on the late night because you can also stargaze at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just kind of lean I think, back. Exactly. I think, I think the last trip I took before COVID hit went on to my – Friend's 30th birthday weekend up in, like, upstate New York in the Hudson Valley. We an Airbnb that had a hot tub, and there was, like, snow on the ground. It was February, and then yeah. we were in the hot tub while it was, like, very cold outside of the hot tub, and that was great. Yeah. Great experience. Uh, in high school, we had a friend with a hot tub, and we would get really drunk during the winter in the hot tub and then get out and, like, you ever get drunk in a hot tub? Off? No, but, like, you ever get drunk in a hot tub? Like, you're a lot more drunk than you think. Yeah, so you just get out and be like wasted and be like, oh, I'm so drunk and so cold and I'm surprised I didn't die is really what I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, it was it was pretty nice. Um, But I don't have a lot of exciting tales to tell. We uh, we got an app, like a little stargazing app. So you point at a different star and it tells you what star it is. And so we're just hanging out in the hot tub looking at stars with our app. Nice. Now, how many of those stars are just like annoying alphanumeric combinations. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot that just have, like, Elon Musk's kid's name. Um, but, you know, most of the things in, like, constellations and stuff like that have names. You know, Orion, you Orion's you... left hip. Orion's right hip. Well, Orion's shoulders are Beetlejuice and Bellatrix, so they do have names. I didn't know that Beetlejuice is part of Orion. Um, 
question. You know how you can do that thing where when you don't want to get someone for a gift, you can like name a star after them and it's yeah. part of the quote unquote star registry. Yeah. Like, are those real? Like, so when you're like looking no. at stuff in a star app, yeah, like you don't you look at a star like this one's Jessica. I look at a different right. star like this right. one's Trevor or whatever because like someone like, bought bought the star and like named it after. Them. Now that would actually be worth. That'd be wild. Yeah. yeah. It's just like Brian's star. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's like the same people who sell like, you know, like a square foot on the moon or whatever. It's like they're yeah. just giving you a plaque, you know. Or like when you can like adopt an animal, also in quotes, at a zoo, but you're not like getting the animal. You're just like, oh, like the, this marmoset is now yours. Yeah. If you could actually do the thing where you buy a star and it's called whatever you want it to be called, a third of them would be called look Art. into QAnon. It's real. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. just fart. Fart, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, another third would be called fart. And then a third Starry would be like, face. Brian loves Jessica, heart, heart, heart. Yeah. Right. Stupid Brian. Jessica's not even that into you. Yeah. She's just not that into you. Uh, I guess people have not been so into, well, actually, I don't know. I guess some people are into it. I'm trying to get to our next article. From yeah. Freep, Freep.com. Free? Bell's, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be free P, but I like free. It's, it's the Detroit Free Press. I feel like right. we should say that. Yes. It's their fault for having a bad website domain. Bell's Brewery announces sale to Australasian beer company as Larry Bell enters retirement. So Larry Bell, the leader of Bell's Brewery, is retiring. And so I guess um, him, the board, the stockholders, whoever, I don't know. They feel like without his steady hand at the wheel, they got to sell. So they're selling to Kieran. Uh, everybody knows Kieran. They sell Kieran Ichiban at like every sushi place you've ever been to. Um, they're selling to Kieran, and they will be operated by another uh, brewery owned by Kieran, uh, Colorado's New Belgium. So I think like all the labeling in SHIB is the same. And they're not really so. changing much up. It's just that uh, I guess they'll be using New Belgium facilities and staff to create the beer now. As long as, like, Bell's Oberon is still a thing can get, I'm okay with this happening. I feel like New Belgium makes okay stuff. I don't know. I feel like New Belgium was a beer I really liked when I, or a brewery that I really liked when I was first starting to drink beer. That's are how they I fat, feel about Are they fat Bells. tire? They are fat tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drink a lot of that when I was first drinking beers. Yeah. You feel that way about Bells, too? I mean, I guess. Like, I feel like the first craft beer I ever drank that made me be like, oh, this is the difference, was Too Hearted. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I had Bells Porter, and I was like, oh, this is the best porter I've ever had. And then I had I Bells Best Brown, and I had, I was like, oh, this is the best brown ale I've ever had. And I don't think that it still ho- holds those... Uh, positions but there was a period where it's like oh they just are like really good at everything i mean obviously oberon's my favorite summer beer put like a little orange slice in there you're good it's like blue moon but like if blue moon was good right 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 if blue moon bothered to try yeah (laughs) and you guys know of course uh how it's it's this australasian beer company you guys know how important australasia is to me so you know this is personal this where you know the, that publication what? The, Australasian, the Australasian Journal of Combinatorics where my work is published oh, God where, I, damn where it. I got my Airdish 3 it's God true it's damn true. it Sam if you, if you look I'm up yawn, the Australasian Journal of Combinatorics so from like 8 years Ugh. ago you can find my work <laughs> on Theta K Embeddings that's Sounds incredible. Horrible. What? How long have you been waiting for somebody to say Australasian? <laughs> Just so you could bust uh, that bad boy out. About that long? Yeah. Why, why is it an Australasian journal when you're an American boy? Because that was the one that would publish it. Aww. Yeah, that's the answer. Uh, I had forgotten that New Belgium was uh, owned by Kieran at this point, to be honest. I feel like Kieran owns a lot of stuff. On the DL. Yeah, I feel like New Belgium does a good job of, like, 
pretending to still be <laughs> indie without being indie. Yeah, it's like the problem like, like Bills is... in the same way as some others are. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only problem with this is like Bills is gonna lose some of its like street cred, I guess, but I don't know how much it like really had because I think it has recently become like more nationally distributed. Yeah. Like for a while, I was like based on just of like you know, I know what's going on in California, what's going on in Wisconsin, but I know, like, for a while, I was like, I could get it here in the Midwest. Obviously, I drank a lot of it when I was in grad school at Michigan, but then, like, recently, my sister out in California is like, oh, I can get Bells now at my local stores, like, in the past year or two. So, they're, like, on the map everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll we'll find out. I was thinking, oh, I should get a Two-Hearted a couple months from now and see if it's changed, but we have... We have a Bells expert on the show. Hello. We'll just have to talk to you come May or whatever the hell. Yeah. And be like, when the Oberon, Oberon drops. Is Oberon still your favorite thing ever to touch your mouth? And then we'll know if... Uh, sorry sorry to send your Tesla, of course. <laughs> um, and then we'll know if, the, if uh, they've maintained through the acquisition. Yeah. I guess the main thing is, like, yeah, I'm pretty much an Oberon... Stan, but other than that, I'm like, everything else is fine. Like, too hard, it just seems fine, and like, whatever. I like the one they have that has a little, little dandelion on it, or the daisy. I forget what that one's called. That's like early spring. It's is like that a Daisy little... Cutter? Is that them, or is Daisy Cutter somebody else? No, hang on. Sorry about my keyboard. Uh... Got one of those mechanical keyboards because you're like a hacker? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's their Smitten Golden Rye Pale Ale. I've never had that. Never had that. It's, but I it's like less. The it's here. less common than Oberon. It's pretty good. Anyway, yeah, that's my story. Yeti. Sick. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about this. Sam, what are you um, going on? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh. So, I have a new high score on uh. Hours parenting without spousal help. Ooh. Good job. You're up to one. Yeah. You guys want to guess how many hours Resex abandoned me for? I'm going to say 48, because I feel like she maybe she went out of town for like an evening. Wow, that's a big jump. I was going to say nine and a half. 77 hours. Ooh. Like and, three days. and we Still and we saw and we saw proof of life earlier, which is why he really brought the baby down here. <laughs> the baby is still alive. Yes, yeah, so she knows sec- a lot of really exciting words now. But other than that, <laughs> she's good. She actually just started walking. That's for that's for my other podcast, Yorn to Be Wild. Uh, yeah, so three sex went out of town to we we talked about this last week actually. She was in the VT. Hopefully not getting VD. Uh, Yikes. So, so the thing is, 77 hours is a hugely inflated figure because she spent the vast majority of that time either at daycare or asleep, at <laughs> which times I can't negatively influence her in any way. But, <laughs> but the big things are like getting up in the morning. It's tough because um, she hates it. And then yeah. putting her down at night. Also, she hates uh, and then I had her for some of the weekend for, you know, the first few hours of Saturday when there is no daycare to help me out. Um, but she survived. Uh, and it she I don't think I did any significant damage. Nothing long lasting. So, so that, I, that's all I have is uh, is I did it, you guys. Now, is she, is she still eating like soft food, though? So you didn't have to like prepare any meals. Uh, well, so soft, I don't know. It's, she's like between a point, like she's not just having like milk and purees anymore, Uh but she's also not like, I couldn't just give her whatever. Right. So like, uh, I made her a grilled cheese sandwich and cut it into little tiny pieces. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, let me, let me say never mind then. Uh, it wasn't that great. Uh, (laughs) I could because she doesn't eat that much, so I, I, you, you could definitely cut one slice of bread in half and then make a grilled cheese sandwich with, like, that being both sides. That's happened. Emily's done it before. But what I did is I made a full-size grilled cheese sandwich, cut it in half, 
ate half of it and cut up the other half and gave it to her. And I was like, this is not my best work. It's just smart parenting, though. It's, like, efficient. I mean, I just, I wanted half a grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, she's, she's you know, the, on that level. Like, most times when one of us makes dinner, she's having some of it. Like, sometimes it's too spicy, and, like, then we don't give it to her. But she's mostly eating, like, what I call people food, which feels right. mean because she's, she's a person. But she mostly eats people food at this point. But also, sometimes you just have to give her some applesauce or something because she's uh, uncultured swine. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't, like, learned about the good stuff yet. Yeah. Doesn't know about, like, foie. You know, you know what food she consistently denies, and it's it's baffling. Avocado, macaroni and cheese. Oh, That's weird. bonkers. She she'll eat like rotini in red sauce, and she yeah. will not eat macaroni and cheese. And I'm like, That's odd. Girl, it's Wisconsin. You will not survive if you don't she eat needs mac to and learn. cheese. You'll have malnutrition. <laughs> you you tried like the blue box. We we've tried like. The super high end uh, Annie's, whatever, and we've tried yeah. like as low as you can go, Easy Mac, and and everything in between. She's into none of it. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Something's wrong with her brain, and I bl- I blame <laughs> Emily's genes. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that high note, shall we rate these beers? Insanity, yeah. All right, Mary. Hello. So I had, reminder, I had Left Hand Brewing's Peanut Butter Milk Stout, which is a milk stout with peanut butter flavor in it. And it is 6.2 ABV. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, I really enjoy Left Hand's Milk Stout already in Aussie, so it just tastes like that. But then with a nice layer of peanut butter on top. And per usual, with flavored beers, like, the smell is much more evocative of the thing than the taste. And so it smells like a brownie with like a peanut butter swirl in it, which is incredible. And then it tastes kind of just like their milk stout with like a little bit of peanut butter in it. So, you know, extremely good, all things considered. I would give it like, it's one of those ones like I knew I was going to like this. So like 8.5 out of 10, just like crushed it, exactly what I expected. Didn't try adding a bunch of other stuff to it. Good. Good job, left hand. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I had... 2SP Brewing Company's Back and Forth Pale Ale, 5% ABV, and I have I have nothing to say about this. Um, I'm I'll give it a uh I don't know I a five four, and uh, yep. All right. And you'd recommend it to yep. I I guess I don't I, who cares I don't know. This I mean this isn't bad, but it's not good, and there's nothing to comment on. So if you just want to have an alcoholic liquid in your mouth, I guess this is fine. But I there's just not much to say about it. I've had a string of boring beers lately, which is too bad because I feel like I'm giving the same rating like every time. But as, I mean, it's just there's just not much to say about it. It's OK, man. I'm sure no one's noticed how disappointing <laughs> your ratings are. Sam, you're nodding a lot. It's weird. Uh? Huh? Huh? <laughs> I had Central Waters Tequila Barrel Aged Key Lime Brewers Reserve Goza. Um, and the Goza lives to fight another day. I'll give this a 6.1. Okay. All right. Uh, and I'll be like, yeah, uh, make me think of tequila. Make me think of margaritas when you make these. And I'll continue to be okay with them. I, I definitely wouldn't say I loved this beer. And I would drink it again, which is more than I'll say for pretty much any goes I've ever had. Uh, and I guess I would recommend this to someone who was in my position an hour ago. The the position of saying there's no such thing as a tasty goza. Uh, this I would say is tasty. I'll go no higher than tasty, but it was tasty. <laughs> All right. You know what you're drinking next week? I do not. All righty. Uh, well. Mary, um, thank you for being around. I'm sure I'll run into uh, some of your characters one of these days. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe this Thursday, unless you're busy. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Sam, I guess I'll see you when I see you. Yep. Listener, if you want to tell me when you're going to see me, oh, that'd be creepy. 
You can email us at BrucedayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BrucedayTuesday. You can comment on links at BrucedayTuesday.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Here comes the beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes the shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine. Now roller derbies, the the players always have like pseudo badass names, like yeah. hell in a hand basket right. type of names. Yeah. Do you think that anyone's roller derby name is Mary Fuck Kill? Because that would be good. If I ever become a roller derby lady, yes. If I ever become a drag queen. <laughs> I just think it would work as a drag queen too. Right. Yeah, I think the Venn diagram of things that work as roller derby <laughs> names and drag queen names circle. is a circle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like perfect.